0: Forex Fridays, only on Money MoneyFM 89.3. Welcome back to Forex Fridays and a very busy start to the month of November with a lot of central bank decisions potentially shaping the path of Forex markets, and perhaps none more important than the Federal Reserve's decision, where they finally, as many expected, announced plans to taper their massive bond-buying program, but also cooled sentiment with regards to potential rate hikes in the future. Of course, this seems to have stabilized the U.S. dollar, and it seems that they're trading flat to the downside for the last 24 hours, at least. But of course, the question is, how might this all shape markets moving forward, especially the Forex space, and also the big question as to whether or not central banks Bankers around the world may be taking inflation a little too lightly. Well, today on Forex Fridays to help us recap the very busy week that was, despite it being a shortened week, we are joined once again by Mr. Vishnu Varathan, the head of economics and strategy at Mizuho Bank, to share with uh, share with us his sentiments on all these major, um, you know, central bank decisions and how it might shape the Forex markets forward. Mr. Varathan, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. And welcome back to the show. And first and foremost, belated Happy Deepavali sir.
1: Thank you very much, John. Always good to be here, and thanks for chatting
0: with me. All right. So, again, we have to parse through the Federal Reserve's uh, decision. I mean, it did go about largely ex- uh, much uh, to what many were expecting, actually, and they did announce plans to begin tapering their massive bond-buying program, which I do want to remind our listeners is about $120 billion U.S. dollars in in a bond in uh, treasuries and mortgage-backed securities that they purchased. Um, what are your big takeaways, actually, from the announcement with regards to the tapering, and do you think that they they uh, you know at least uh, delivered the message in uh, as uh, in in as le- in the least rattling way for market sentiment?
1: Sure, I mean I, I like that you started off with a reminder about how big the current bond buying program is. So the QE program, like you said, it's 120 billion a month. What they're going to do is um, they have already flagged this earlier, so it's no major surprise. Uh, they said they'll be stepping down the pace of purchases at $15 billion per month. So they're going to reduce $15 billion every month starting November. Uh, and that should see them winding down fully this program by middle of 2022 exactly. Mm. Uh, they have, however, bought themselves a little bit space to say they can uh, prolong the quantitative easing or the bond buying for a little longer than that. So they came out sounding slightly dubbish. Uh, so as, as you pointed out rightly, they, they did not, you know, uh, surprise at all, and certainly they did not rattle anyone. Uh, if anything, uh, like you said much earlier in the program, um, they they have come out sounding uh, slightly more dovish on on the rate hikes, and this is consistent with what they did at Jackson Hole as early as Jackson mm-hmm. Hole in August. Um, the Fed already said that um, they're going to decouple uh, the taper from rate hikes.
0: All right. Well- I think we've had this discussion before, uh, Vishnu, but I think it's worth revisiting once again. There's a contrast between tapering and tightening or hiking at the moment. Um, as as uh, Jerome Powell outlined uh, clearly, they will begin tapering. But tightening or hiking some of these rates might not take the place anytime time soon. Um, it, with regards to the U.S. dollar, though, how is it really a case of uh, tapering being not as important as a tightening? Help us contrast these two particular moves and what really matters when we look at how it determines the greenback's path.
1: Oh, I mean, This is a really good question because uh, you know, our experience in 2013 was just the warning of taper had rattled markets and the dollar started appreciating, particularly against the emerging market and Asian currencies uh, back in 2013. So it may surprise some that this time, uh, markets look like they are, you know, uh, uh, unflappable, uh, and and that the the risk sentiments have not really declined. Uh, but I think the distinction this time around is the Fed being very clear, and uh, the ex- in the lived experience that the rate hikes and the actual tightening, uh, rather than just the reduction of liquidity infusion. Uh, may come through with a bit of a leg after a taper and will will not necessarily be be aggressive. So that's one thing. And I think the dollar's reaction function, which is really this time around uh, softening a little bit, has probably got more to do with the Fed, uh, you know, um, dialing back any uh, sense of uh, rate hikes coming sooner than anticipated. So the Fed still taking a very cautious view on tightening. Uh, perhaps has, uh, uh, held back and restrained the dollar, uh, rather than it being, uh, you know, the spurt into a bullish move by tapering in its so
0: Mm-hmm. So does this basically take the wind out of any bullish case for the U.S. dollar, and will we see it just straight, flat or sideways because of this, or are there other things that might play in the greenback's favor, perhaps safe haven demand, perhaps uh, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, it, or perhaps uh, you know, I, I don't know, perhaps a sudden last-minute holiday burst towards uh, treasury yields that might lift it up? What are your thoughts now, uh, Vishnu? Is it going to be flattish for the dollar moving forward as a, as a best case? I
1: think the dollar may be fairly volatile in a a consolidation mode, but the bias is to the upside. Uh, And and here's why. Even if the Fed pushes back uh, on its uh, rate hike intent or or its uh, overreaction to inflation, inflation rising globally means that, uh, particularly in, in emerging markets, you're going to see real yields starting to drop, whereas in the U.S., yields are generally on an upward momentum. That differential means that the dollar will be much more supported, especially against uh, the, the emerging currencies. How broad-based uh, dollar strength becomes will then depend on the kind of rhetoric that we see coming out of the ECB, uh, the Bank of England and the other major central banks. Uh, but the, for us, the, 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 the biggest takeaway is that the Fed is probably going to lead uh, the way out of exceptional accommodation, including hiking rates. And for those reasons, uh, dollar may be more underpinned than not.
0: Mm. We're still meeting to Vishnu Varathan, the head of economics and strategy at Mizuho Bank here on Forex Fridays on Money FM 89.3. Vishnu, we have to address, though, that central bankers have been getting a little bit more flack lately with regards to uh, addressing inflationary concerns. And we saw a very interesting case of that with the two other major central bank decisions earlier this week. We saw the Reserve Bank of Australia on Tuesday perhaps abandon that that, that defense of the yield targets and all. Also, perhaps alluding to a potentially earlier than expected rate hike uh, down under because of these inflationary pressures. Meanwhile, you have the Bank of England, uh, hours after the Fed's decision, came out and said, relax, we don't think that the conditions have been met yet for a rate hike. Inflation is is high, but uh, so far everything is still smooth sailing. This is fine. The house is not burning down. Help us understand whether or not the central bankers around the world are really on top of inflation, as some may be worried about, and how this is reflected between the two contrasting attitudes of the CB, of the RBA and the BOE?
1: You know, personally, I think uh, this is a, a question that will, will have to be answered only in the future, uh, and, and the jury is still out whether we are really on top of inflation or, or we are overreacting uh, to some of the supply-side uh, cost push. Uh, but the compare and contrast is very interesting for the fact that it is extremely dynamic, uh, we, we did see the Bank of England actually leading the way out, uh, suggesting, and they were one of the first to suggest unequivocally that uh, inflation appears to be in an upward trend and cannot be ignored. Uh, but they have held back on, on moving too quickly because I think they do recognize that uh, the fragilities in growth remain in place. Uh, so on balance, it appears that they just want to um, uh, you know, temper their, their pace of tightening with respect to the Fed because... Uh, excessively strong uh, uh, sterling or any sell-off in the uh, asset markets may not be very good for the economy either. The RBA was forced to drop the yield curve uh, control or, like you said, the yield target, uh, mainly because short-end or front-end yields were rising dramatically globally, and it it was counterproductive to resist that. Uh, and, And the RBA has now dropped its reference to only hiking rates in 2024, it still has said, you know, look, for a long time now, they're not going to hike rates. So they're pushing back on market expectations that they would be, quote, unquote, forced to hike uh, in 2022. Uh, and, and I think that's where central banks are. They are. They're probably at a place saying that they are on top of things, but that they are not boxed into a, a, a rate hike mode either. And I think this is the, the, the dynamic shift in, in, in their communication and their signals. Uh, that could lead to more volatility in the FX markets, partly reflected in the dollar, uh, but also uh, as much in in the Aussie dollar or or the uh, British pound.
0: So you think this is just a way of central bankers to create some more wiggle room for them in case they have to make that rate hike and they're not not pinned with their backs against the wall?
1: Absolutely. I think the one lesson learned was that not having enough room to maneuver uh, is perhaps a bigger problem uh, than inflation in itself. Uh, And I think to be fair, uh, the ability to assess how much uh, of of this, uh, uh, you know, cost push pressures turn out to be persistent, and to what degree they are profound, these are open assessments because central bankers are, are you know, uh, learning to um, uh, look at and and deal with structural changes that have, could have come about due to COVID. Uh, and, and not to mention a, a host of other geopolitical factors, such as the U.S.-China split, that may see, uh, you know, structurally lifting inflation alongside uh, the, the climate goals. So there are many new parts in this. And we're not sure exactly how the mechanics is is, is uh, panning
0: out. Absolutely. Okay. So, Ovijit, before we wrap things up, uh, we do want to talk about inflationary pressures now with regards to Singapore and how this might influence the Singapore dollar. Now, the MAS has indicated that they are not. It's not been. It's be not beyond them to actually react if inflation persists. But we are a couple of months before they make their next policy statement. Um, how is this all going to shape uh, the Singapore dollar's uh, path, um, given the fact that it's also their main policy? Tool right for uh, reacting to some of these inflationary issues.
1: That, I, I think that's an excellent question. Uh, that the fact that they slightly restored uh, the trade rate of Singapore dollars appreciation slope at the last meeting in October, uh, I think that's uh, you know the, 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 that testament to the fact that the MAS is recognizing that uh, inflation is picking up faster, and they have also made a statement that they will react to this uh, rather. In fact, they may even pre-empt this to some some extent. Whether or not they steepen it further in in April, I, I think it's, it's really open to interpretation as uh, to how much of the price pressures turn out to be sticky. In terms of what it means for the Singapore dollar, it does not necessarily mean that the Singapore dollar uh, will a- appreciate extremely. And and here uh, the the two main reasons why are the Singapore dollar in in, in the trade weighted terms is already at the very very high end of the trading basket. Uh, and furthermore, the the big uh, Singapore dollar swings against the U.S. dollar are dictated by the dollar's trend, whereas uh, the slight appreciation bias instilled by the MAS doesn't give rise to uh, significant and material appreciation room in the very short term. So, so short of a very strong move in April, uh, the dollar's direction may dictate more about what where the Singapore dollar would go rather than the MAS's move.
0: Mm, so, and a lot really to watch out for. And it seems that like we might be in for a busy end to the year. For Forex Markets, Vishnu Varathan, Head of Economics and Strategy at Mizuho Bank. Thank you so much for joining us today on Forex Fridays here in Money FM 89.3 to talk about the busy start to the month of November and what you're watching out for, given all of these new uh, pronouncements from these major central banks. As so always, I wish you and your loved ones to continue health and safety during these times. And we look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, stay safe, and I hope you have a great weekend ahead, sir.